1: Want 20% discount on the best earplugs for exercise? Ultra earplugs go in your ears and stay in there. Go to ultraaudio.com, that's U-L-T-R-O, and use the discount code DOM20. That'll save you around $35. That's ultraaudio.com, U-L-T-R-O, and the discount code DOM20. Hello and welcome to episode 26 of Runners Only with Dom Harvey. On this episode, all black legend, Kieran Reid.
2: A question... My whole existence in the game at that point um, and then that night, yeah, I um, lost it um,
0: what, what with do you my mean, what, wife
2: and, and kind of just in bed and stuff, and yeah.
1: This guy is pretty much Superman, he's played 128 test matches, 52 of them as captain, he was named world's best rugby player in 2013, he won two world cups, Four Super Rugby titles, 11 Low Cups, seven Tri Nation titles, the list goes on and on. Since he hung up the boots, he's laced up the trail running shoes and has clocked up some big Ks, including a big day out on the Old Ghost. All right, let's get into it.
0: Kieran Reid. Ay, runners only keep, yeah, yeah, let's get it started. Ay, ay, this is runners only with Dime Harley uh, Fast pace, slow and steady anywhere you coming? Uh, just wanna connect for everyone who loves running. This is runners only keep, yeah, yeah. Let's get it started. Ay, ay, this is runners only with Dime Harley. Uh, fast pace, slow and steady anywhere you coming? Uh, just wanna connect for everyone who loves running. Hey, runners only with Dime Harley.
1: Runners only with Dom Harvey and Kieran Reed. Runner, yeah, how are you going? G'day, mate. This is um, it's, it's an honour to be um in your house, sitting at your what is this like a casino table?
2: Yeah, it's a poker table. This is actually a, a gift for my hundredth test. Um, yeah, so it's uh, it's a pretty gift, awesome. Gift mate. from who? Gift from uh, the players, the the rest of my team. So, um, chipped in and I got this made up and yeah, pretty cool, pretty special. Um, play some poker or five hundred or whatever you want to play on here. So. Uh, At the moment, it's a a work desk, so... (laughs) What a
1: gift, what a gift, Um, and it says, um, it's got your number there, 1,083, the 1,083, yeah, yeah, jeez. So we're sitting in, what do you you call this, it's like
2: a man cave, a shrine? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think um, it's called the games room, so I'm not sure, like, you know, I've got, you know, a few things up here, I probably, since I've retired, I can actually afford, like, I never wanted to put up memorabilia while I was still playing, like, all the jerseys you kind of get and... And things a few things you're gifted, which I've, I've put up here. Um,
1: you well, see, so you're okay with it now, but you weren't okay with it when you were still no, playing. No, Why is it
2: that? Oh, I just felt a little bit weird having something that was up here, um, talking about my career and I was still playing. You know, I felt, like, felt like I should wait until I've actually finished and then and then maybe put it up. So, um, I'm all right now. When the, when the, my girls get a bit older, I can bring um, their, their prospective boyfriends in here and just uh, show them around. So, I'm looking forward to that.
1: Yeah, well, you must um. You must look back now with the benefit of hindsight and uh, just be immensely proud of what you did. I suppose when you when you when you're in it, especially for as long as what you were, you, you probably don't really have time to pause. You're just thinking about the next the next game or the next season or whatever. But you must look back now and go, "Fuck, I did some shit."
2: Yeah, it is. It's strange because yeah. I think, um, yeah, honestly, when you're in it, you're just going through it and you're just doing what you need to do. It's um, you know, it's, it's not about kind of yeah what you're doing. It's more just hey, what's what's next? So. Um, for me it was i've had time to reflect a little bit i think you still like i'm not really that person that's going to look back and go wow that was amazing or you know oh, the I was the man. but you know it's like yeah it was, it was cool and it was uh you know all part of it
1: now i um googled you yesterday when i was doing some research and uh, you google your name and one of the first thing that comes up now is kieran reed weight loss <laughs> why would why would I that be i don't
2: know man what? Honestly, I'm not sure, but I think everyone—it's the first thing—if they haven't seen me in person since I played rugby, like I've lost over 10 kgs. Um, you're yeah, just muscle. Just muscle. Oh, I don't know if it's just muscle, probably a bit of fat too. Because yeah, um, running. So I am running. Is that yeah, what I guess yeah. What I'm yeah. We are we, um,
1: we are getting into that. You're doing but, more than just a little bit of.
2: And casual. literally, no, I've done no weights. Literally, haven't picked up a, a dumbbell or done any weights since I finished. Um, you know, because I guess you for so long. You're forced into a gym. I had to work quite hard to keep my weight on when I was playing. So, you know, I'm probably naturally about this size, maybe, um, anyway. So, yeah, eating lots, getting in the gym, working hard, supplements, shakes, all the stuff that you <laughs> chuck in your body just so you can go and perform yeah, on the weekend. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, it was, it was, it's a brilliant thing, you know, you finish and then suddenly I don't have to worry about that stuff. So, obviously, eating a bit less and, um, I think it's definitely been, you know, I'm not, I'm running, I'm not running ridiculous amounts, but well, I, I think he just you just got to the point.
1: You, I'm going to have to stop you. are you're, you're um, this is just um, classic Kieran Reed modesty. Um, you, um, you, you ran like a, a large chunk of the old ghost, old ghost road last year, like 55 kilometers of it. Yeah, so yeah,
2: we did. Don't, <laughs> don't you dare tell me you're doing a little bit of well, running. It's that an ultra marathon. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I know. Which was, which was unbelievable because that was about three months after I got back to New Zealand. And with no real training, I'd done 20k, was my, my most before that, about two weekends beforehand, every couple of weekends beforehand, so I did two of those runs. And then, yeah, the 55k was unbelievable. Old Ghost Road was amazing. Like, yeah. Just the whole track, and just being out in, in the wilderness, so, yeah, it was pretty cool. For a mate's 40th, um, you know, we got helicoptered into the top, the ghost hut, and then we ran out to, to Seddonville, Um and just, it was just a remarkable way. Like, tell you what, 30K? Like, once I passed 20K, I was like, this is a first I run. Got some 30K, I'm feeling all right. After, I'm feeling all right. After but 20, you're sort
1: of in unknown territory. Yeah, you are. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, yeah. man, this
2: is actually okay. Like, I was um, going okay. It worked out quite well. So, me and an, another girl, we got choppered in first with a mate who was kind of a ring in on a bike. So we all kind of um, we took off and then the, the actual runners um, arrived, you know. What do you, what do you mean the actual runners? They, they arrived. well they're just fitter than us. Okay, they arrived 15 okay. minutes later. Um, or, or, you know, 20 minutes later, 30 minutes later. And so we took off and we didn't actually, you know, know. So they didn't catch us to about um, 30K in. And we were like, we thought they'd catch us after an hour or so. And we were just, you know, going, doing our thing. And then we're like, oh, we'll, we'll stay ahead of them now. We might as well just keep going. <laughs> and then. <laughs> It's probably it coincided when they caught us at about thirty k, <laughs> and then my body just shut down, <laughs> and it was a tough ten k there, and <laughs> then and then managed to, um, run out. Yeah, run, basically run out the last ten k. But for about ten k, it was it was a de- decent walk trick a eh, for a while. But oh, man. It, was, it was good.
1: Wow, I'm um I have been um signed up to do the old ghost ultra for the last two years, but due to COVID I haven't been yeah. able to. So next year's the year and I'm well, fizzing about it, eighty five Ks.
2: Oh amazing mate. It's awesome. So what oh, I yeah. did I went back so I went backwards, so we, I went downhill. So you're going <laughs> uphill. So um it's the whole thing I was thinking about. I know um Scotty J quite well in Stevenson and so and he's done it a couple of times and I'm like the whole time I was thinking, This is ridiculous and I was going downhill, I was like, Man, the eighty five K you're going uphill for the 55 that we did basically uphill although you know there are certain bits up and down and then you've got that 20k out yeah,
1: um have you got any desire to do the actual event the whole 85
2: um i actually yeah probably more so something like that than a marathon probably um really why is that I, about. I don't know it's just trails are definitely more fun than they just like a seem road a bit more yeah. fun like if i run around here it's you know if i'm just running on the road i struggle a little bit um just been up to I don't know what what it is, but the body and everything. Um, whereas just been up on, on a trail just doing different paces and, and things like that. You know, mm. yeah, downhill, uphill, and maybe walking a bit and, and all that seems to seems to fit a yeah. bit nicely for me. Yeah,
1: there's no shame in walking on the trails. What what um? Why did you gravitate towards running?
2: post strike me. So, so <laughs> there is all my teammates would have said there is no way that I would go running, and there's no way I was going to go running. But I I don't know so. Now my kind of, you know, friend group around, which is based around, I guess, our kids and um, the parents of our our kids' friends and stuff, um, they're all into it. So they're all uh, kind of, you know, runners, but just weekend warriors, I guess, in some aspects, um, but decent runners and stuff and do a bit of adventure races and do a few, like a couple of them done Kepler and, um, and things like that, so... I guess for me it's like, well, to stay connected and you know, you gotta go out there and do it with them. <laughs> so it's kinda different. Yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. like I kinda when you stop you kinda you you um you miss that little bit of camaraderie, eh, you know, like that's the thing I, I definitely miss most about not playing, um, is the fact that you you turn up with your mates every day and, yeah. and uh you know, laughing and, and doing all that. So getting out and going for a run with them if you know, every couple of weekends or something. Um, you know, it was a bit of fun, so ended up doing that, and I actually enjoy it because it's totally different to what I've done for twenty years. So,
1: how competitive are you as a person? I suppose what I mean is obviously, like when you when you're all black, all black captain, you're super competitive, and losing is the worst thing ever. Are you able to just like run for fun? Yeah, 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 you are.
2: I am. So I I literally I've gone, as you said, like so competitive for so long, (laughs) and, and everything. And yes, I'm competitive in certain things, but I actually don't need a um. I, I don't need to have that moment of real competitive <laughs> satisfaction to get me going, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I'm just like, I don't need to find that anymore. You know, I've had it for so long. So I can go out for a run and, and chill, like, um, around home here. I'm probably competitive against myself a little bit, especially on, like, my shorter runs when you, you know, if you just go out the back here for 6 or 8K, you're kind of always checking, well, you're not checking your time, but you're kind of wanting to make sure you, you do a good time. But yeah, of course up in the hills I know which is a good thing though for me is that the guys who I run with are faster than me so for me it's like I, I can't like it's good you to just push me compete. but yeah, I don't I yeah. don't need to try and compete um and so that's all good and um yeah quite quite just enjoy it just be yeah. able to go out and and clear the head really like yeah I, I, I have to do something and because I'm not a big you know guy to go get in the weights and things it was like if I have a couple of days of doing no exercise, mm. man, it's um, yeah, it's you know, I just don't feel feel right, you know.
1: Yeah. Oh, mate, I hundred percent resonate with what what you're saying. Like for me, running is um, yeah, the the mental health benefits are uh, probably outweigh the physical health benefits. If I'm being honest. Yep. Like uh, the, the the mental clarity you get from it is.
2: I think it's true, eh? Hey? Yeah, it's absolutely. More, yeah, it does. It's it's during the time as well when you're running. I guess you yeah. you feel that, but then it's just clears your, clears your head and yeah. clears your mind and you can come back and and kind of do the rest of your day or do whatever it yeah. is or, you know. It's resets yeah. Yeah. Mm.
1: And, and you. Yeah. And so you say you're a little bit competitive within yourself when you're running around here. What, what sort of pace are we talking like? Five-minute K pace yeah. or something?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. five-minute K pace. Like so, so a couple of years ago when I was still playing and I came back and I was like, oh, I'll do some running. It was locked down. So um, I've got a 6K loop out the back here um. Which is kind of on a little bit of a trail. Um, and it's uh, for me, I was like, started about six minute Ks, five Ks. And, and this is when I'm, you're playing rugby and you're like, man, but just running was just foreign to me. Yeah. And so I just worked that down. I wanted to get under five minute Ks for this 6K. And so I got, I did one run, 459. <laughs> wow, like, oh, that's it, done. So I've done. So then I didn't have to run that trail, that, run that 6K again. Um, and so I've done that. And then I just, Progress from not even worrying about the the times to then just going a bit further, you know, like yeah. you know, going. There's a nice, there's awesome trails here in the yeah. forest, couple of ten k type loops and stuff, and you know, you're running for an hour and um, yeah, and doing it. So it's like okay, and so yeah, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll be if I want to run fast between four thirty and and five, um, you know, between four five to ten k. Um, so you know, but if I run my Longer, I'll definitely be slowing down. Yeah, I don't think I kind of hit the wall after about that. I reckon. Yeah.
1: So not that it would bother you at all, but Richie would smoke you in a ten k. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. But see, I spent ten years getting smoked by him (laughs) in running sessions every day. (laughs) Oh, is that right? Yeah. What what, what sort of running
1: was involved when you're when you're an all black? Like, do you do do like a a one thousand meter or three thousand meter? Nah. So it's
2: it's no. distance really it's all based on interval right. stuff so it's so you got a rugby field um, so it's all based off kind of 100 meters shuttles so you might do a 200 meter run rest and then do 50 meters or back and forth on the 22 you know eight times or something um, and doing it under time pressure so doing say you know you know 100 meters or 200 meters in 40 seconds and then 20 seconds rest and then doing it again kind of thing and so it's all un- under fatigue so it's all yeah, kind of yeah at high intensity um and so you know rich is a, he's a runner and uh i wasn't um so if i was kind of in his shadow and <laughs> uh, over that period then i knew i was real fit I yeah, was real yeah. Fit. so um i was pretty motivating to be able to train with someone like that and,
0: yeah.
2: and you know and and Every, like, so for a long, basically every day, you know, we worked together doing that stuff, so um, it was good.
1: But It's amazing following like both of you guys post-rugby, because I, I, I sort of remember, I'm, I'm a bit older than you, but I, it seemed like when I was growing up, every professional sports person that retired got fat, or got big. You, mm. you and Richard, you're leaner and trimmer and fitter than what you ever have been.
2: Yeah, I think so. You I know? think I was the same looking at it, so you go one of two ways, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, and it's, I think that is, that is legitimately it, yeah. you know. Um, And there's a lot of man. There's a lot of big props who have who have really trimmed down eh, Mm -hmm. and got and got in really good shape. Um, And so I don't know. I think it's just a case of maybe now because it's been we live professional lives. um, You know, you understand the benefits of it all, and um, you know, and what you're doing, and. And maybe your body too realizes, hey, if you stop, you're going to be in all sorts. (laughs) So you may as well keep going while you can.
1: Yeah. How How is your body now? Like you, you um, you you had um, uh, we're going to get into your career soon and uh, what a career it was. But you, um, it's amazing that you played so many tests because you had so many injury breaks, didn't you, over the years? How's the body now?
2: Yeah, body's actually really good. Um. So touch wood. Really, it's um, it's in great nick. Like I Mm. finished playing a year ago. Um. I came back with a real dodgy knee, like my knee's probably the worst thing and that will go first. And so the first few months when I kind of yeah. stopped playing, you know, it gave me, you know, real hell, you know, like, and it was, but then just from running, like I could run and, and be fine and then I'd be around home and I'd, you know, play soccer or something out in the backyard and I'd do my knee and, and like oh, hobble away gosh. and then, you know, and then it would kind of click back in place and right. carry on and then I was like, oh, but, and it just slowly progressed and got better and better yeah, and yeah. I think, you know, you lose a bit of weight and um not putting as much stress on it and, you know, I've got a, a disc that I've, you know, um, bolts in my back and had surgery on and that's something that's going to be a worry at some point mm. again probably um, but at the moment I'm feeling really good. Oh, that's um, So there's just kind of nothing really that's stopping me. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, but I can go for all these runs, like go for those long runs and, you know, feel tired and, and sore and everything but... Anything that requires pace or power, <laughs> <You> know, just put <laughs> touch in the background yeah, or something, yeah. even with the kids. You know, you, you finish that, you go, Oh, <laughs> <You're> so sore <solid> that <laughs> night, and stuff. You're going, yeah. How did I do this? <laughs> yeah, so,
1: so your career, um, you're the third most capped All Black ever. Who's ahead of you, by the way?
2: Uh, so Richie and Kevi um, oh, Milamu. Milamu. Right, right? Yep, uh, he's a five or so ahead, right. and uh, actually, I think, I think. Now Sam Whitelock is just ahead of me, right. I believe, maybe, or well, maybe yeah. it's equal just past me, so yeah, might have just slipped down.
1: So 128 tests, 52 of them as captain, um, two Rugby World Cups, oh, by the way, interrupt if I get anything wrong here, um, four Super Rugby titles? Yep, yep, that's one, yep. Um,
2: 11 Bledisloe Cups? Oh, I don't know, every year yeah, later. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: uh, world, World's Best Player in 2013?
2: Yeah. Um,
1: when when do you realise? Because um, I, I, I suppose the the big milestone is first of all like being named and making the All Blacks. When, when do you realise that, that you're you're a good All Black?
2: I don't know. I think maybe when you maybe when you just feel like if you do what you do, you're going to be playing. You know, maybe if you're playing consistently for the team, is probably when you realise that. Um, you know, if I want, I can be here for a long time. Yeah, and so for me, that might have been around just before 2011, maybe. You know, like in 2010, after a few years, yeah, uh, maybe. But you still just want to keep pushing yourself, you yeah. know, in that environment. So, um, yeah, it's it's a it's a strange one. I think when you play first, you just like, wow, it's amazing, and it's just like you, it's kind of like addictive a little bit that you just want to. Um, keep pushing yourself as much as you can, and try yeah. and, and try and find what's you know the limiters for yourself. And, and obviously, the motivating factor is the team, and, and how amazing it is to to play for you know for your for your nation and and a team like the Allbacks. So, mm.
1: and what um, okay so um yeah, 128 tests, 52 as captain. What's um what's the difference in terms of pressure between just being a player and being a captain? Well, what's what's the difference? You have to excuse my ignorance.
2: I've got, yeah. I've got no idea. No, no. I, honestly, it, it, it's actually massive. Yeah, like <laughs> um, admin-wise, or yeah, just everything it? really. Like I think, um, um, yeah, when you're playing, like it's it's, you know, yes, you you care about the team and and you're worried about things, um, but you can kind of park that, I guess, once you've finished trainings and stuff, and you go home back to the hotel and play guys play PlayStation, go for cards, whatever, um. Whereas I found when as soon as I was named Captain um, that it was very hard to remove the game from your mind. And so, yep, there's all these extra things you've got to do around media and, and ad, admin and stuff and all this extra responsibility, um, which is actually doable. That's not the hard part. Yeah. It's, the, it's the part that um, gets entrenched in your mind about the game. All you're thinking about is how we can do this better and so you'll come back from train you can't just sit in your hotel room and watch you know netflix or something and you'll be thinking <laughs> oh we should be doing this or what if we did this is or that that, right? or that and you and so because as captain i guess the responsibility is more you know more on your shoulders so i really respect you know what richie did and understood you know that um it's difficult and you could kind of tell because it was hard to be um I guess it's hard to truly switch be, off. yeah, switch yeah. off, and and so it was really about trying to find spaces to make sure you did switch off. So um, I kind of got to the point where it's like, yeah, actually, structuring those 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 times to mm-hmm. um, to switch off and, and find that balance, especially when you're on tour. Like when I was at home, it's it's a bit easier, but yeah, um, you know, when you're on tour and stuff, you can just get stuck in a bit of a loop. Yeah. Um, but getting out, playing cards, going for a walk with the lads, dinner and stuff like that. So.
1: Yeah, you, you, maybe that's something that um, compartmentalising it. Maybe that's something that you managed to do better than Richie, because everyone I've spoken to says Richie never had a conversation about anything other than rugby. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: and and it's it's fair, and I think <laughs> yeah. you know he was so dead. that's what made him so good, you know, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. In a way and what a lot of people is, and it's like, well, um, you know, he had no kids. He had, when he was captain, he he only had a partner for like the last. Couple years. Um, So his 100% focus was rugby. And yep, I was, you know, when you're there and in the moment you're doing that and you're giving your all and and feel like you're giving just as much. Um, But there's other things in life when you've got, you know, I had two kids and I had three kids. I had my third when I was captain. And you you just, things are slightly different in perspective, I guess, in that way. And and maybe also the type of person I was anyway. It was, um, so I valued certain things and as leaders in terms of connection and creating um you know connections and teams so um yeah but i totally man understand how how stressful it is though and, and so i think i you know if you talk to people around me i think i would have probably changed even though i i hoped i didn't but there's certain things that you know certainly change it because it's um yeah there's a bit of pressure there 100 percent yeah um
1: yeah. what what made you a good captain I mean uh, 52 tests as captain is shit it's mind blowing. what made yeah. you good
2: oh man <laughs> I don't know I'm not gonna I can't answer you're, this man it's like
1: you um you're like you're the most modest person you could ever 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 meet but ca- ca- can't you now like look back and go okay this is why I was good well look, yeah it,
2: like I can look back and, and pinpoint certain things that I think I was, I was good at yeah but like I don't, I'm not going to stand here and play man champion. But look, I, I think it is, it is a basis of who I was. Like yeah. I, I didn't, I wasn't trying to be someone I wasn't. I think I was pretty lucky to come into the captaincy after, you know, I was, you know, already nearly 80 tests played. Mm. You know, I'd captained the team already about 10 times yeah. or so before I was actually named captain. Um, and so I wasn't trying to prove anything. Like yeah. I was going in there genuinely being who I was as a as a person as a leader. And then going in there and doing it for this team that I was really passionate about and actually helping people was probably one of my things that gives me a real you know I get a real big kick out of doing that. Yeah. Um and, and still do a little bit. Um now, definitely. And so I had this team that was different to the team I'd been involved in beforehand, with all these young guys coming in and and then you just want the team to do well and I think you just for me it's it's putting a bit of their ego aside and I think maybe that's what I did well as a captain and also yeah. probably um, similar to what Richie was Is that I could make decisions and, and stay pretty calm mm. And, you know, with all the stuff that's happening out in the field Like, I, you know, I was able to kind of just park a lot of that stuff And just be able to go out there and, yeah, and you're do my role yeah, 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 I think so And I think that really helps, um, mm. you know um being able to drive a team around the field if, if you're in that space you know
1: yeah but you you must have seen um, so much change in your your time as an all black like over a decade in terms of um I'm thinking like uh, you know vulnerability and and stuff like that um your your book one of the one of the one of the best rugby books I've ever read straight eight it's just it's very honest and very raw Thanks, i'm mate. guessing um oh i know we we got to get into that yeah uh, was it was it quite different in the all-black fold, like when you started, in terms of, um, like, I, I caught up with um, your old teammate, Zach Guilford yesterday, and he said he, in his early days of the all-black he had never shown any vulnerability because didn't want people to think he's a pussy. Yep. Um, was it sort of like that when you started?
2: Yeah, look, I think it was. I think, you know, I was, in some ways I was lucky because I did, you know, I caught the end of that, maybe bit more of that old school um Mentality? Yeah, was it like that know? when you started, like, the, so the see mentality? Yeah, the a little bit, yeah. yeah All yeah. Blacks was probably starting to change a lot. So this was 2008, after, you know, what had happened in 07 and um, maybe a bit more responsibility was being put on the players um, when I first came back into the All Blacks. Um, and so it was it was changing, but there was still a bit of, OK, you know, you, res- you show respect first and you do this and do that, and then it happens, but... Um, I think the All Blacks were ahead of the game um, in terms of, you know, Graham Henry who got reappointed, and the coaches Wayne Smith and all them um, actually said to our players that it's, it's time for you to take over the game. So our leaders in there we, were pretty damn good, like led by Richie and a lot of those guys. Kevin Milam was pretty massive and and uh, and being kind of a conduit between the younger players and, and the old and right. Um, so it was you know, i'm not I'm, I'm still gonna say when i first came in i was walking around on X was, yeah. <laughs> and shit scared and right. shit scared about doing anything wrong right because you're like and, um you're like the lowest rung on the yeah, ladder yeah, yeah 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 and so you are and i i think you probably still are coming in but i think you know as, as a young player now but maybe the young players coming in now are just a bit more confident a bit more kind of yep more assured of themselves because right. they've been um brought up in these environments that are pretty professional like even the school games just ridiculously professional and stuff so you know by the, when they come in at 20 they're not as daunted or whatever maybe I'm not sure but um, yeah uh, what you wanted to create like so when I was captain for my last four years was an ability where I could someone came and knew I would purposely go and have a conversation not about footy with those guys and mm. and just really get to know them on a more personal level and it could just be one simple conversation because you, you know um, there might be a few of them, and and just connection yeah. and purely and simple, you know, doing that, and then just trying to make them feel a bit more comfortable. And I think it was, yep, definitely done more so when I finished than when I first came in. It was more just, yep, okay, you're here, you need to fit into what's um, what's happening, um, and you don't really ask too many questions. Um, whereas when I finished, it was. Okay, guys, um, be yourself. Here, we want you to be yourself, and we want you to ask questions if, if you know, if you don't know or if you need some help. And I'm going to get to know you, and it's not up to you to get to know the older players; it's up to the older players to get to know you, kind of thing.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's so healthy. Yeah, that's so good. Yep. So, yeah, so your, your book Straight Eight, which was um, co-written with um, Scotty Stevenson, so how does how does that partnership work? How does that, how does that work? Does does, yeah. does he sit down and interview you for hours? Yeah,
2: or? yeah man. So it was. It was interesting, actually. So it's it's a bit like doing a, a very long, long form podcast. <laughs> um, it was just hours and hours of of talking, and I guess I can talk a little bit and go on. And so, yeah, he did a lot of um, listening. I actually think I put him to sleep one time. <laughs> he was under a bit of stress. Like it, when I mean, was it? I think he was doing um, you know cricket and everything mm-hmm. and rugby and all this different stuff at the time. So, and I'll just he just. Um, we just be on the phone, or if we met face to face, and um, and I just talk for an hour or so, and mm. we would just block it out and do do lots lots like that. So yeah, it was um, it was a lot of a lot of fun um, to go over things, and I just wanted to make sure it was a true representation and um, of I guess uh, what you go through.
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, and, and when you read the book back, do you feel like you've written it yourself? Like, yeah, I do, do you I do, yeah, 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 he did, he yeah. did,
2: and so. Doing it with Scotty was you know purposeful as well, because I do know him quite well and and we're good mates so and you know I thought he's a great writer yeah he's, he's probably you know, he's amazing at what he does um and so he did get my yeah my feel and it, it does feel like when I read it its as if i've written it myself, so um yeah very thankful for that
1: yeah yeah um, yeah there's a few things in the, in the book that i um that I'd really like to unpack if you're if you're keen to yeah sure um. On. On the assumption that a lot of people listening to this wouldn't have, wouldn't have read the book, and hopefully after hearing this, they'll, yeah. they'll want to go out and buy it. Um, but you talk about crying on three occasions there's um, a head injury, a thumb injury, and the, the Christchurch earthquake.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: what, what's the thumb injury? That seems like a random one.
2: Oh, thumb injury. Yeah. What was that? Um, that was um, just before the Lion series. So it was in South Africa. Uh, Bloemfontein, um, the heart of the veld up there. <laughs> and. Um, you know, just for half time Crusaders game against the Cheetos. Um and uh you know, just bust my thumb and I knew something was bad and we we're playing the Lions series was maybe eight weeks away, six weeks, eight weeks away. And I just thought the worst a little bit at that mm. moment. Um so you get taken back to the shed, kinda everyone comes in, I'm sitting there and at half time everyone comes in and kinda You know, the team comes in and you just don't want to give any emotion away to the team because they come in and say, on the back, are you all good? And I was like, yeah, I'm all good, all good. But no. You know, you're fucked. No, I'm. Yeah, yeah, pretty much fucked. And then you go, Um, and then basically you're kind of just keeping all this emotion. And then suddenly, as soon as all the boys go back out for the second half, I was just like, just lost it. And it's more a case of kind of knowing what potentially you could miss out on, I think. And and just, and i just come back from a bit of injury as well. so it was, um, my wrist injury. So it was kind of all that emotion that gets pent up, and you know, yeah. at that moment, it just seems so massive. Yeah, of um, And then you go, so it's, it's pretty awesome, man. Surf is a crazy place, and in, in so many different ways, but it is amazing in other ways. So, um, the liaison officer, I think, drove me to the hospital, private hospital, in Bloomfontein at you know nine o'clock at night on a Saturday, and uh, he. <clears throat> on basically the docs here x-ray um, you need surgery um, we'll get our best surgeon he'll come from wherever he's been <laughs> so if he hasn't had too many bloody, um, beers before he turned up but <laughs> he, he comes in and he just said to me before so the surgeon comes in that night at about midnight I'm having surgery and purely because I said you've got to have it done if you don't if you wait till you get home you're, it's another week because of swelling from a um, thing and you, you might miss the series he's like Get in, I promise you, you'll be playing against the Lions. <laughs> and, like, that's what, you know, and so he knew everything about it. He's like, yeah, oh, yeah. I'll, I'll fix you. Do not worry. And um,
1: By the way, that, that's a good voice you do. It's oh, a good South African.
2: Yeah, I've spent about a year of my life in South yeah, Africa, so yeah. I should I should be able to get it. But, you know, and so going in there and then just spending it, and then, so like, spending a night in a South African hospital by yourself, mm. kind of the doctor. Because you're all drugged up and everything You know You don't have your phone or anything So I'm literally You're literally just Just there Because the doc had taken it away You you know Worried about People taking things While you're You know Just lying there So um, Yeah It was a A strange time But then I think You know You just In some ways You go okay What's next And you go okay I've got to get this right And then You just do what needs to be done Yeah Um, And then I came back Just for that first test Was my next game Um. Yeah, so it was pretty. It you know it works out in the end. Yeah, of course yeah. it
1: does. But I, yeah, I suppose at the time it seems like it's the end of the world. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. And it, and it's
1: man, it's um.
2: I think just knowing different things like injuries are tough. Mm. Um, I think he's mentioned the concussion I had. Oh yeah, um, yeah, is the, that one or, yeah, yeah.
1: Want to talk about that? Um, yeah. and also the,
2: yeah, the, the, the Christchurch earthquake. So mm.
1: where, where where were you for the? Oh,
2: so, twenty ten at home, um, wife pregnant. When that kind of big one shook But what you know Didn't really Is that think it was the one that was in that, the middle of the night in the middle of the night the, yeah, yeah Yeah the first one. Kind night. of Kind of jump out of bed and, yeah. You know and then we'd leave the next You know Next week A few days later To go to Aussie to play And um Kind of didn't Sense what an earthquake was then I guess Because oh, a few chimneys fell down Whatever but then um Yeah, <laughs> yeah it
1: was no, like it that Because everyone was asleep in bed Yeah So,
2: yeah, so it wasn't You know As they are Okay sweet Um and then, uh, yeah, February, we're in uh, with Richie having lunch, Miravale Mall, sushi, and he's on crutches. And, um, like, we just, like, stood up and I'm holding on to this the table and he's getting knocked, like, he can't stand up. And he's just getting knocked off his seat. This place is rocking and you're just going, man, this isn't good, eh? And it's like you're looking around and... um. Looking into the supermarket and things are just falling everywhere and you're going, Man, this isn't this isn't right. Um, and so and I had an eight week old at home and it's like, Okay, man said to him, I, was, I drove him, and I was like, Man, let's go, I'll drop you off. Um and so we drove, dropped him off and then um on my way home a, a you know, a five minute journey took about half an hour just because suddenly there's flooding and there's just like Yeah, liquefaction, you know, liquefaction everywhere, everywhere yeah, and like yeah. Concrete fences are just like rocked over. Um, and just, yeah, it just, it's just an unreal sight. And it's kind of, you know, I get home and um, and my wife standing on the driveway with baby kind of, you know, get me out of here t- type of thing. And it's like, wow. And then suddenly there must have been another um, uh, aftershock. aftershock. And then so then our place just was around, we we're quite close to a little creek and we're in Shirley, which... Got heavily yeah. hammered by the liquefaction. So, but it didn't come off straight away at our place. So, it kind of started coming up then when yeah. I got home. And then suddenly, it's basically up, you know, nearly getting into our house, onto the side of our house, covering our deck. um, And our whole, you know, big old mounds in our driveway. It's uh, it's a crazy thing. Eh? It shows you mm. how much power they have. Yeah. So, just a crazy time. Um, so But it I probably didn't, it's not when I. I was just, you know, you're in the moment there and you're doing things. We went in the state with my auntie and uncle on the other side of town. And, um, and it was difficult, I guess, and tried to get my wife, you know, up to family and yeah. Um And then it wasn't till, so basically from then on, we got stuck in, got a few mates around, we cleared this liquefaction and suddenly, like, there's just piles of these liquefactions around the They're road. There's shit so, everywhere, it's right? It's amazing, man. Yeah. So, like, we – do our street and it's just the, you know how big of a job it is is ridiculous. Mm. So like we did my house and then we went around and did different other houses and and stuff and it's just shoveling crap into wheelbarrows and and taking them out onto the side of the road and and then so did that and then I think um happened another big aftershock happened and a little bit of liquefaction came back up so I cleared it. You know, whatever, and then I think it was June, and, um, and another aftershock happened, and aftershocks were happening all the time. So it was quite, it was quite freaky, and it's quite, it's not a great time.
1: Yeah, no, friend, friends but, of mine in oh. Christchurch they became good at predicting it. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, that's yeah. a four point two. Yeah, you or, would, you would,
2: yeah. which was you know terrible weather. It is, yeah. And so this one happened, and the local faction came back up, and it was, it was quite decent, and it just kind of really. That was the sign of it I think that really broke me That it was Hey this might not This is going to keep going And yeah. it was like It was like I don't want to shovel Crap <laughs> For the rest for of For the life. rest You know like here And I, at the moment We're still playing rugby And I'm yeah. You know I'm leaving every weekend Because we're not playing at home And leaving my family Like my wife and kid And you're going And it's like Oh I'm you know, what, what are we doing And it just kind of It was like a A day off And what I just kind of was like, a bit broken, you know. I was like, man, I just can't do this. Just, just beaten down, yeah, beaten down, and you just felt that way because you're just constantly worried about things. Mm. Um, you know, when you're away, you're worried because your wife's at, at home, and you know what, what if, you know? Um, but what was amazing was just the spirit of the community and and how awesome it was. And you just the sense of knowing that you've you've shared this experience, you know, like, mm. and there's. And you understood what everyone was going through. Yeah, and everyone had the same kind of feelings. And so, what well, was awesome? So DC, so Dan Carter said like, he lived over kind of that side of town as well. He's like, mate, um, I've got so his club, Southbridge. He's got so he he had some a few players and things from Southbridge Rugby Club. So this is on a day off. I think it's, it's kind of around like a you know quarterfinals time or something. You know, like and I'm. You know, a day off, he should be resting up and, um, you know, preparing for a rugby game. But it just was a strange, strange year. And he, he was awesome man, like, so he got his, his club in. So they come in in a minivan from out in Southbridge and, and help me clean up my, my yard.
0: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Geeky Palmer. Cool fact: A crocodile can't stick out its tongue.
1: Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you.
2: Learn more at uh1 com. Um, you know, you do it in six hours instead of me trying to shovel away for, for two days. days. Yeah, yeah so yeah. Um, and get it done. But I think, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it, that whole understanding of what it what mm. you went through and it's it's weird um just talking about it now you kind of brings back those memories because yeah. generally you kind of you, you forget hey eh? and it's um um but yeah it was uh well thanks for sharing that amazing time' Jeez, yeah. you're um you're a tough bugger I,
1: I I think for me like I'm just pulling into the driveway immediately afterwards and seeing you know, my wife and child there I think that would yeah. that would be enough to break me i reckon just to know that everyone's okay
2: yeah oh man um that's a thing it was yeah i didn't mm. i didn't you didn't quite you just would you didn't know, like, yeah. Man, you're like, Christchurch doesn't get earthquakes. what you know? It's <laughs> Wellington, you know what's going on. So, I don't know, it's just you just had to adapt, day eh, and um, but certainly crazy. And it wasn't, you know, honestly, it, it drove a lot of people to you know some, some pretty bad places, yeah, um, of course, but of course. It, being able to share it with everyone together was, was pretty cool um, for us as a, as a team in Crusaders and then you know across the community as well.
1: Yeah, and you shared the story about um, Dan and his um, Southbridge mates. There was also like, the student volunteer army that yeah. were out doing, doing, doing oh, their mate, battle in the community. They yeah, yeah, yeah. really brought out the best in people.
2: Oh, 100%. And yeah. so that's what we kind of tried to do too. You know, As Crusaders, you know, it was like, okay, what can we do? Yeah. You know, we were like, man, we can't play a game this weekend. Let's try and go out there and help out as many people as we can. Yeah. And got to the point where best way for us to help was through, you know, our performance and trying yeah. to put a smile on people's faces and it's like, okay. Yeah it was, that an, was an unbelievable but, season, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. It was a escape for us and for everyone else to watch and um you know, aside from, you know, like far out, like a couple of points, you know, it would have been probably one of the greatest um championships. Mm. Uh, what 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 happened? You have to remind me what happened. Oh we you know, played every game away from home, you know, that, that year. So um you know, Nelson for our home games We played in Napier for our home games So every weekend you're shipping up and going away We played in, in London um, it, was, it was unbelievable And then so um, Quarter final So then we went quarter final in Cape Town No, quarter final in Nelson Semi final in Cape Town Final in Brisbane um, And and We just ran out of puff, unfortunately mm. And maybe the whole oh, occasion, the I whole say. occasion of what it was yeah. and, and and things. So <clears throat> we lost the final um, by a few points. Will Guinea just unbelievable. Scored this try from nowhere um, to win the game, basically. But the, what was amazing was that the fact that when we came home the next day on the, on the plane and just the airport was just chock of people. And mm. That there was like one of the moments that you go, man, that's why you're playing while you love this this yeah. place here
1: want 20 discount on the best earplugs for exercise ultra earplugs go in your ears and stay in there go to ultra that's u-l-t-r-o and use the discount code dom20 that'll save you around 35 dollars. that's ultra u-l-t-r-o and the discount code dom20 oh, yeah how oh, good yeah, and the the other occasion where you talk about um, you know, get, getting emotional in your book is um, a head injury, and there's um, you get into this um in quite a deep way in your in your book, and it's actually quite a difficult portion of the book to read. Like I it gave me migraines just reading it. Like it really, Scotty, Jane yourself really sort of captured the the essence of I suppose what a concussion or head injury is like. I don't envy what you've been through. That sounds awful.
2: Yeah, no, awful. It's uh, it's, it's it's not nice to go through anything like that. I think, um, you know, it, it really, you question a lot of things, I guess, when you're going through, um, what, um, what you go through around a concussion injury. And there's, you know, it can happen to a lot of people, can't it? Um, in different walks of life, but I guess the nature of the job, um, I've had concussions before and you kind of have your time off and you come back and you're, you're sweet. But uh, this time, 2014, um, you know, These kind of headaches, things didn't go away, you know. And you're like, um, okay, we'll have time. We have some time off. Doc, my doc was awesome, Deb Robinson. She's amazing. Um, You know, we just um, would talk a lot about what's happening, and um, and even then, like I had a month or so off the game. You kind of, and I'm like, I'm feeling okay, but you know, there's obviously something not quite right. And so, I came back for a game. and nothing happened in the game Felt really good This was the last game before we were going to go play for the All Blacks um, Had a great, great game um, Then the next day I drove um, The kids, we went out um, to Oxford I think Had some lunch and stuff And um, and then uh, I started getting like a headache And it's like, it's the next day at lunchtime mm. and stuff And I'm like, oh man, that's no good And you kind of second guess what's going on And then next day going to camp with the All Blacks And it was like a real kind of tough decision where I was like, uh oh, had to tell I was like, I don't think I can do this, you know. It's like mm-hmm. so kinda of had to put my hand up and say, no nah, I can't can't play and, and playing for the airbacks is obviously what you want to do. Of so course. um and without actually having a specific moment that you know? And I was like, oh. so I said, nah, can't do it. Um and you know, so had two games off came back for the third test against England, um, and Hamilton and I was just talking to the doctors and they were like, Look, this can't this isn't concussion, this must be something, you know, anxiety and different things and
1: whatever. I thought it was like a well psychological thing.
2: Not necessarily psychological, but just things that maybe weren't quite something wasn't quite right there. Right. Um and so I came back and I, I was feeling better. So I wasn't you know, I'd, if I'd put my hand up, if I wasn't feeling right. And that, so I had done that. Um, and so I came back for the third test. Um, and then sometime in the first half, like I I copped a, a knock. And I just, I knew because of all the, it wasn't even a bad knock. And, and I knew what had happened. And I was like, but I didn't want to come off more purely because of what people would write about, you know. Mm. <laughs> if I well, came, how do you, if you like, mean? How, what would they just, write? Well, like, you know, people would know I've had this these problems, right. and I just didn't want to make it bigger than what it was, so right. I wanted to... Gotcha. So if I came off before half-time, then the headlines would be, Kieran Reed, you know, brother, concussion, mm. things like that. And more, I just didn't... I wanted to protect my family and my wife and stuff, so oh, you, I, you, I kind
1: you, you were worried about them being worried yeah, about you? yeah, yeah. so I
2: kind of got... My way to half time And you kind of Can run around on a rugby field And To be honest we, That was our best half For a while And I played Yeah I could still play And do it Um, And so But half time I said I came off And I said To Doc I was like no That's me So I stayed in the shed And <laughs> I cry a lot So there was oh. another, another time So it was kind of like um, And I was like I questioned My whole existence In the game At that point point. Um, And then that night Yeah um, lost it. Um, what, what with do you my mean, wife what? in and kind of just in bed and stuff. Right. And yeah. So, um,
1: what did you think it might be? That might be the end of your yeah, career. Yeah, you were they yeah. worried about it? Yeah. yeah.
2: So, um, Shit's not was, a. So it was just kind of, and it's a lot of what head knocks can. You know, the yeah. funny things, eh? So, um, yeah. So it was like, oh man, this is it. You know what I? I' doing that's kind of the end, and then um you know you go, well, wow. um got back to to um Crusaders, and they're like, okay, we're gonna do um do these tests on me um which is which was awesome, so I went to a concussion specialist, test it all up, and flip out of all of it. My brain is one hundred percent fine. Oh, <laughs> and um there's you know, there's no symptoms of concussion really or anything or things like that. Um and everything's going good there, but I am completely out of whack with my balance. So my vestibular Are you still to this day? No, nah, not then. No. It oh was. right, right. Um so my vestibular was yeah. system, which is basically, you know, people who come out of car crashes and stuff have that. Um where I couldn't um yeah, if anything that we had to move and my eye would eyes would just take longer to catch up and then you'd get a headache from it. So like I'd be driving I'd drive for five minutes to to training and just turn your head to look for traffic and then you get training, you have a headache and you'd be like, Oh, what the hell you know? But it wasn't so you'd attribute it to concussion, but it obviously it was from the whack that my balance was wasn't good. So I ended up Seeing well, two things: seeing a psychologist and seeing a balance um, therapist who gave me all these uh, exercises to do, which actually made you feel worse.
1: <laughs> you talk about this in the book. And um, yeah, what, like, what, yeah. what so drives was, you to keep doing those exercises? Because it's hard. Yeah,
2: yeah, Because <laughs> yeah, yeah, you actually feel you feel worse doing them because you you put in. It's like building muscle in it in the gym. Like you know, you stress yourself, and so the same thing. Um, and it was it was hard. And I must have been real shit to hang around with, and I didn't really tell anyone in my team about it. Yeah. Um. So it was quite like I'm. I was kept. I was kept <laughs> kept in the Crusaders, and I was back playing. Yet I was feeling like crap the entire mm. week, and then I'd stop doing these exercises on like a Thursday, and then have two days off before the game, and you kind of get through the game somehow. And, um. You know, start the exercise and feel crap again. But, um, <laughs> but it was but kind of knowing it wasn't my head and knowing it was, you know. So I was yeah. like, well, I, listening to the experts here. I was getting some help from a psychologist around the anxiousness and all that stuff. Um,
1: what yeah, what so, do you mean? What do you mean yeah. the anxiousness? Were you just like n- nervous of going yeah, into context
2: of different and, things and, yeah. and what could happen and, and all this stuff and and just around that, just headaches. You know, if you're getting headaches all the time, it's just, you know, well, Know, it's not great on your mental well-being eh? yeah um so more of that side of things eh? and and kind of clearing your mind a little bit on that respect so ended up doing a lot of um kind of breathing and and kind of meditation type stuff around it um aligned with all this other stuff so around my balance so it was it was a crazy time like I'm pretty lucky I'd, I've I'm out I got out of it and stuff like um you know With my brain yeah. In a good sta- space so It's kind of scary So when you see a few things Pop up in media About You know Lingering things um,
1: Oh like Like Cal Heyman yeah, For example yeah. yeah Yeah So
2: But Hey I, I believe I did What I had to In, in the game At the time And mm. You know I made sure I did rest When The actual brain Was un, under You know and you know Stress So um, You know We just mm. gotta Wait and see there But You know You live your life eh? Um so, mm. yeah, it came, came out of that. So I'm um, pretty lucky yeah. to do that, yeah.
1: Jeez, you're so considerate, aren't you? It's funny that um, you, you wouldn't want to be um, taken off in the first half because you're worried about, about your wife at home. I, yeah. I, um, I caught up with um, Harriet Kane for my podcast a couple of months ago, and um, she said a similar sort of thing. Like, I suppose from the, um, the wife's perspective, like watching Sam being stretched off with a back injury on the other side of the world. Like, it's, 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 um, it's not a sport for the faint heart today eh, when it comes to partners.
2: No, nah, I think it, you know, it's actually you know a lot worse for them, you know, because mm. like, they don't know. They just seen you go off, and you know what is the actual what is wrong, and it's always hard. And I think, um, you know, and they cop the worst too in terms yeah. of like you know the media as well. You know, the the ones closest to you, like as a player, I don't read what the media is going to write about me, but <laughs> it's not good you know, for the soul. Nah, and so but everyone, you know, your parents are oh, and friends and family, you anyway. it. and it's like well, hey. Yeah, but you know you understand it, but they they ride the wave a bit more than you do because mm. you're you're in you know a bit more insular and yeah um you know know what's happening anyway so um but yeah it is it's hard on on them and you appreciate exactly what they go through yeah
1: Let, let's let's talk about your wife so you're uh, talking about something light for a second so um your high school sweethearts
2: yeah we are yeah 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 so you, you meet when uh, I met at Russell College two thousand and two so it's uh, so you're how old at the time. Uh, sixteen or seventeen. Right. Yeah. Right. So, um, yeah, twenty years we've been um, together now. So it's um. Right. Who, who saw? Who saw? Well, who was yeah.
1: it? Love at first sight? Was it a slow burn?
2: Um. Uh, my wife was. I think I was um in her sights. <laughs> is what I'll say. So she was uh se- yeah. seventh form. I was sixth form, and, right, okay, and she, she had. She had bunk off her her um, arts her history of arts class or whatever to watch me do PE I think sit, sit <laughs> in co-
1: PE? to sit in
2: the in the common room and watch me do PE so um,
1: what were you doing in PE
2: I don't know oh. um, you know maybe my <laughs> my short shorts or something I don't know what it was and my long hair because
1: um, were you were you a big deal at school like were you, nah. the, were you the man you were very good at we haven't even gotten into your cricket yet you're very oh. good at cricket and uh, I'm guessing you're very good at rugby
2: yeah but I think at, at Roseville College you know being a Big sports style wasn't much of a thing, okay, <laughs> you know, it, okay. it didn't actually, it didn't give you much status, right. I guess in some ways, it were, you know, there's certain aspects of it, but, um, no, nah, it was generally, yeah, the older you were, the more status you had in the school, so I was, um, you know, still sixth form, uniform, um, and it came down to, like, basically we met, well, um, at a party, at a bonfire party it was, um, and Wild par. um, and then, yeah, it's kind of just, it went from there. So, you know, I was probably from, you know, from as a younger guy, I was hanging out with a few of the older guys anyway because mm. you're playing with them. So going to a few of those different parties and what have you. So um it was, uh yeah, a lot of fun. And I guess it kind of, our relationship just grew. And I think that was pretty awesome that for what ended up in my career. Yeah, have, yeah. Been with someone, you know, for so long, and yeah, and, she's and your day one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, she um, pretty easily puts me in my place. So. Yeah.
1: When, when did you When did you realize it was love?
2: Um, oh, I, I don't know. I think it was reasonably early. I think probably, but maybe that's just teenage love. But you know, when we we moved down to Canterbury together a couple of years later, um, and you know, so we probably thought someone was you know genuinely serious. there serious. Yeah. Um, and a lot of stuff goes on. So, you know, if things happen quite quickly, you know, um, at, that s- at that stage of life. And, um, and knowing that you wanted to, s- to spend more time with her, and we went and flattered down here, and, yeah. And then it, it was all it was all roses, and you kind of go, yep, that's who you want to spend the rest of your life with.
1: Oh, that's such a cool story. Yeah. yeah. That's really special. So uh, how long was it before you proposed?
2: Um, I got married when I was 23. Yeah, Hi, so for yeah. s- like seven years yeah, into seven it? seven years yeah. You?
1: yeah you don't rush these things do you
2: no 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 no, no, no. no I didn't want to be too young yeah well, I yeah, yeah, yeah no, I, was, I don't know it was um yeah it was just one of those things I had to had to make some money to buy a ring I think
1: <laughs> and and you've got three kids
2: now yeah three kids yeah um, well, two, so two girls and a boy two girls and yeah, a boy yeah nice, so man. Al, Eden and Ruben um which are awesome Yeah, you know, eleven, nine and five and they're at great ages and um yeah, awesome kids, um, all different, um, but just amazing. Yeah, and, and cool to, to see, and they're all involved in sport and different things. And, um, yeah, it's uh, it's amazing. Eh? Mm. Yeah, so really cool.
1: Yeah, so yeah, so your two daughters are sort of old enough, I guess, to have an appreciation of um, what you did for a job.
2: Yeah, they are, they are, and so it's yeah, they they didn't really appreciate it at the time. Um, in fact, I think my nine year old now so. My last few years of captain in the All Blacks, she'd come home and say, "Dad, Dad, can you stop being All Black captain? <laughs> because uh, you know, you know, it's just the way it is. You know, you walk around, go out for an outing, and people want to talk to you and take oh, photos that and, right? and all this stuff. And and that's why I think she kind of got on her, her head. She's like, why can't you just be Dad? Why can't we just go to you know the playground and and you push me on the swings?" <laughs> Um, where, where, whereabouts
1: so, are you talking, like, are there, um yeah, I don't know, you, you think you think people would have that, that respect, that I'd see you out with your family yeah, and they'd leave you alone, yeah. is, that not, is
2: oh, that not how it was? Nah, it's, nah, and, but you have to understand that, it, that was the hardest thing, was when you're out with family and, and people would come up to you, yeah, that was when you had to, um, you know, be very placid and bite your tongue a little mm. bit, yeah, you kind of just I mean, go
1: through of it, because I, like... For them, it's like, they... I mean you've got your kids
2: with them but yeah. they 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 never know when they're gonna see you again, I no, guess. No, no. So you you understand it mm. but it was always kinda of hard, you know, like when you but Al, my oldest, she was pretty good, she'd just grabbed the, the younger two and kinda of just walked them over there. <laughs> and I was like and a lot of people would a lot of people would say, Oh no, it's all right, they can they can be in the photo too and I was like, No, I don't want my kids in a random person's yeah, photo of yeah, me. i like, I was yeah. just, I was kinda of, um but you know, that whole part of it is it's pretty amazing. Like it's, it's foreign because you don't really expect you know when you're growing up that you get people mm. stop you and talk to you and take photos. But, um, a little bit frustrating when you're with the family and stuff. And so you just byproduct of that was you just I just had to be careful. of Well, not careful, but we just didn't go to certain places. You know, go to the did not go to the mall during the school holidays. <laughs> you don't, you <laughs> don't go to the Margaret Mayhew playground because it's too busy oh, and yeah, stuff. Right. So it's like. So you'd um you know we'd only go to our local playground and they go ah oh, dad this is a small slide no <laughs> uh, we're well, lucky with anyone's here though so <laughs> so you know I was like oh, yeah it's all part of it but um I think now yeah the older two kind of realise how potentially it was yeah it's quite a big thing but mm. yeah the young the young man who's doesn't there but awesome they were at my last game for the All Blacks so. Um, yeah, got on the field, and we got some pretty cool um, moments, um, cherished videos, and, and um, stuff yeah. like that. So.
1: That's cool. Did you want to talk about your thirty fourth birthday? Thirty fourth birthday?
2: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like the, yeah. The
1: Shit,est birthday ever.
2: Ah <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, like um, yeah, semi final oh. twenty nineteen. So oh man.
1: Yeah, so this was um, yeah is. the Rugby World Cup semi final. England England beat the All Blacks nineteen nineteen seven. I feel like um, I don't know. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but because you've won two World Cups, I suppose losing one is easier to take. No,
2: nah, nah, it's not uh, really. No, I think because what I talked about too around the captaincy, you know, like this, you know, you wanted to do it for the team, but then also you've got all this responsibility as yourself, and I wanted to, you know, prove that I was I was. um capable of doing it as a leader. Mm. Um and then so you put in so much effort and work. Um and then it doesn't come off and you know, my birthday was irrelevant like a, at that point, you know, when you, a thirty fourth birthday is irrelevant anyway. Yeah, you're not yeah. gonna have a party or anything for that or you know, you don't get presents anymore. So or but winning a World Cup so, series would have been a nice have, birthday. It would have been present. nice, yeah. It would have been nice. Um you know, but what put it in perspective I guess. And that was a that was probably the hardest um, time on a rugby field for me. The post that game, um, having to show leadership, um, having to bring the team in.
1: Show, show leadership like after the loss. Yeah, know. after the loss. Right, you like, know, put, like, like putting on a brave face. Is yeah, that kind
2: of- yeah. Like just and not just a brave face though. Like showing that it's genuinely hurting yeah. to the team, but also saying to to my boys, you know, who that hey, we're an All back team that you know, if we. Um, win gracefully we have to be able to lose gracefully here so let's put our heads up and let's pay respect to England and um and show everyone that you know we'll pay respect to the crowd and all that and and then I you know to those boys there it's like, hey boys, how you know you guys will get another chance here so just remember this as well um this feeling um and so and not downgrading what it was because man. I was a lot of tears and stuff in the shed after yeah. that game, but just being able to keep it together and and do that was was what was what required you know um and then' because it was my birthday um <laughs> get back to the um back to the room and um you know my wife dropped off into the hotel, you know like cards from the kids and stuff so oh. um it was you know in some way it's so hard to um uh, you know, keep you know, his perspective of things. And it was a, a real tough couple of days, um knowing you know what had happened around the rugby. Um but then it was it was looking back now I think it was a pretty pivotal moment potentially in uh in New Zealand psyche around loss and around how to um, you know look after people and how to be vulnerable and how to yeah. you know yeah. the public around you know, knowing that hey, they've put in this effort and and what have you, and then you know what will be will be in, in terms of results, and you can't always get the positive one, can you? So yeah,
1: I feel like New Zealand showed a bit of maturity, and I wonder if that's because um, we we had one twenty eleven and twenty fifteen. I, I remember I can't remember which one it was, but in the maybe the nineties or the early two thousands, like John Hard got back from a World Cup and was spat on at yeah, the races. Yeah, it's disgraceful.
2: Yeah, horrible, wasn't it? Yeah, and that's what terrible. it was, and in, potentially it was. You know, that would one two in a row. Um. Before that, so but then, I I hope New Zealand has learnt,
1: mm.
2: you know, and it's like yeah, you're not going to win every every game. Yes, we want it. We go out there to win, and you give yourself a chance to win. And um, but it, it is a point where it is a it's a game, and yeah. it's awesome. And and as an All Black man, you, you'd rather the um, expectation was that we win. Mm. Man, I'd hate to be in a team where the the fans. You know Didn't would you <laughs> to win <It'd> be, <laughs> Like the Warriors Yeah yeah Well you know It's just like It'd be so It'd be demoralising I guess yeah. in some ways So um, Yeah that's That's what makes it Who we are you know um, Yeah But There's you know It's a great thing about sport So um, But yeah it was a It was a Tough week um, But being able to then Back up and In some ways Be able to play A, a final game for the All Blacks After that After that loss And Um
1: so was that your final, yeah, your out, final game the um, the, the third, fourth year yeah. with um, Wales? Yeah, Wales. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So
2: yeah, finished that, and actually genuinely be able to enjoy that game, and yeah. um, knowing it was my last, and just go out there and, and have fun and, and remember things that happened. And, um, yeah, with a, a few guys as well who, who were retiring. So yeah, you know, it was good. Um,
1: yeah, you you talk about that that um, that semi game in the book, and then how the, the the next week you have to like watch watch a video analysis of the game. Is that, ne- is that necessary? That seems mm. lo- that seems particularly cruel.
2: Yeah, pretty cruel eh? Steve Hansen. Yes, I no. Like, think what, so so what so day? What the, day's the
1: game? Yeah, the games. Games probably Saturday. Like Saturday, and then when you're watching the video replay, probably
2: Monday, right? Right. Tuesday, maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah, look, we had a couple of days to to reflect, and you know, it wasn't a normal week for us that week um, because of you know what. To process all the things we had to But I think what Steve and and myself was It wasn't about us who were leaving It was about the 20 odd guys or more Who were going to still be there Right You know Yeah okay So it's like okay we have to create We have to create an opportunity for some learning out of this For these guys And so um, You know for them to take with them As they move forward You know and to whoever was going to be the next coach of Fozzy and stuff so um,
1: I suppose I mean you do learn more from your from your from your, your fuck ups than yeah, your, your well you do, successes yeah, don't yeah, you yeah.
2: yeah you don't want to have to wait for you know a loss but that's um, uh, it's how that's the best you know that's how you learn but um, you know and the other thing was that man it's an all back jersey that you're putting on so by the time you got to the end of the week it was okay you know we're an opportunity privileged to be able to do this and um, you know, just go enjoy, enjoy putting on the jersey again one more time. Yeah, so, yeah, and what
1: was that like for you? Because I remember in, um, was it 20, maybe 2015 when, um, Richie played his last game. Apparently he got back on the bus back to the hotel, still with his like playing kit on and left it on for as long as what he possibly could. What, what was it What was it like for you, that, that final game? Are you, are you sort of in the, in the headspace where, where you're thinking, okay, this is the last time I'm going to do this, this is the last time I'm going to do that?
2: Um, a little bit, yeah, yeah, yeah potentially. Like, there's a, a little bit of that um, as you're going to the ground and stuff and things like that, and even in the hucker and, and yeah, stuff you, like you that. You led so. the hucker didn't you, for yeah, your last game? Yeah. yeah. Um, and it, honestly, it probably hit me. A eh, when I started leading the hucker so I was um, got a bit of help from TJ and, and that um, hucker, But um, it was, yeah, I think you know, like once you're on the field, you're just playing the game, you know, and that's what what it was. And then honestly, it was it was it was it was a cool moment um to be able to finish up and you know obviously to win that that game you know it was kind of irrelevant but awesome to get a a third um and then you know the whole reason i, I not the whole reason I play, but one of the things that I've really enjoyed about playing or the most enjoyable thing was the the mates you you made you know Ooh. so that's what I tried to enjoy over that week and then after for a couple of days um you know. Reflecting, yeah. reflecting on on things, eh? Um, but yeah, it was hard. It was hard. It was a pretty emotional time for a lot of guys, eh? Who were mm. who are moving on?
1: Yeah. And you got friends for life. Who are you? Who are you still in touch with? Who would you consider like best friends or good friends?
2: Yeah. Um. You obviously, got few, obviously, obviously yeah. when you retire, you're moving very. Yeah, you circles. do. You do. Yeah. Um, look, I've got some really good mates from here. who yeah. Probably the guys who of my era. Um. So Andy Ellis, uh, White Crockett, uh, two really really good mates. Um. And then. Sam Whitelock as well um, Who You know You play a lot of so These guys are, And they are connected too Through my wife, Through wives And stuff as well So yeah. And and kids So um, Those guys are, are really tight Like I'm actually really tight With Aaron Smith as well um, He's one who You know Completely different In some aspects <laughs> um, But on the field We're connected In a lot of ways And And I Really enjoyed his friendship And um, And helping him out As much as I could And um you know, everyone's got different aspects of what you do, but, yeah, I think it's the guys here who you spend a lot of time with, like Luke Romano, um, and, you know, you've grown up with, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah the ones that, yeah, yeah you really uh, enjoy um, keeping in touch with. Yeah.
1: Now, you mentioned um, Andy Ellis before, and that um, uh, triggers a memory from um, another story in your book. Um you and him having um having a wrestle a wrestle at a yeah. wedding? Yeah. <laughs> you wanna elaborate on that? So you're on the oh, whiskeys, yeah, yeah. on the whiskeys. So this, this, so. this is in your book, but you've got no actual recollection of this happening. No,
2: nah, not not of well, the actual you know, it's probably just from memories from people telling you. Right, me about it, but right. Yeah, it was just So was who's, wedding. Wh- whose wedding was it? Uh, so it was Owen Franks', Owen Franks. wedding. Right, right. Um and he <laughs> instead of toasting with he toasted with uh, whiskey that night So there's a few whiskeys happening um, I'm not big whiskey drinkers really um, And so one thing led to another And then when we're leaving um, So this is like the end of the night This is the end yeah, of the okay. night, yeah, All end right. of the night So we're trying to get out to a taxi or something And, then, and I'm not sure what started it But me and Andy end up wrestling on the on the floor <laughs> on the grass And um, it carries on for a very long time and, um, So
1: you're, you're quite a bit bigger than him
2: Yeah, yeah a little bit bigger, yeah Yeah, yeah. But he's he's pretty competitive.
1: So is it a, a fun... I mean, I, I guess you, you only it's know from what you've been told, yeah. but it, are you laughing yeah. while you're doing it? Is it yeah, serious? we're laughing.
2: No, we're laughing. Yeah. But are you going full cent? Yeah, we're going close to full <laughs> cent. Uh, um, it was more the fact that no one wanted to... um. So they lost for some reason. I don't know. Yeah. But it was just a bizarre kind of thing, eh? Like, what are you doing this for?
1: <laughs> you growing house man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: It was like, Hey, you you just let me go and I'll let you go. But it was like once you kind of like half let go and then someone would come in and it was yeah, genuinely just trying to I don't know, choke each other out or something. But um, <laughs> It was um yeah, it was it was funny. Like I remember texting him the next day, I was like, Oh why well, we got grass stains in my suit? Was like, yeah. He's like, Yeah, <laughs>
1: So. Uh, yeah, it's, it's the most rugby rich story ever. So it's at um, one of the Frank's weddings. It's you and Andy Ellis, and then um, Richie Mollinger breaks the fight up.
2: Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, well, he no, he doesn't break it up. He tries to. Um, uh, so he was uh, was now going to be. He's now Owen's brother-in-law. Um, so he was told to go in there and sort us out. And he's a young academy, uh, obviously the young prodigy. Um, and I'd never met him I don't think At that point um, He comes in and I end up kind of Grabbing hold of him and giving him a wee little choke as well Taking him out um, oh Which was uh, Don't you dare come in here and try and break up this fight thing. Um, Yeah and then I don't know how it ended Somehow it ended um, And then a funny thing was though, the next week is I meet him in the gym, Richie And I go up to him Cause that's the type of you know, if I meet a young guy, I was like, Oh, yeah, hey mate, how are you? I'm Karen, nice to meet you, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know. Oh, just um, <laughs> you know, thinking it's the first time I've ever met this guy, um, and uh, yeah, and then he, he to his credit, man, he was just like, Yeah, nice to meet you too. Um, oh, sorry, oh, actually, he didn't, he didn't <laughs> say anything, um, he didn't say anything about it, and then it wasn't until uh, Andy uh, paid me out for it, um, <laughs> that hey, you do know that. <laughs> oh, jeez! Oh, that's yeah. the
1: worst story ever, yeah. oh, oh, in, in the book process, that we were you like, oh, do I share this Do I don't share that? I mean, there, there was no reason for that story to ever get out.
2: Nah, but it was you know, I was just it's like, oh, it's it a, a fun, a fun, fun story. story, and it's more just it's like, ah, oh, yeah, it's a fun story to have and and um to talk about and, and just shows kind of I don't know what it shows to be honest. But oh, it, it, show, it, it shows you you real, I think yeah, it shows yeah, you yeah, human, yeah, yeah, exactly. And so it was it was funny, and those guys, like Andy's probably one of my Best mates, you know. Um, and there's so many stories where we're competitive against each other, like even just at trainings. It's so annoying. You know, I just wanna
1: like a half
2: Yeah. So it was like you'd do so much to try and you know, but the guys with the 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 sharp voice used to always piss me off. So um I'll just yeah, try and get one over him all the time. To be honest.
1: Oh, this is like a great relationship. Okay, so phys- physically, you're, you're you're very healthy these days. Um, how's your mental health? Mental
2: health, good. Yeah, good, yeah. mate. Thank you. Yeah, real good. Um, yep, really enjoying life now. Um, at a slow pace and, and everything, and and just yeah, in a, in a good space, love and being. Yeah, you know, a dad and all that stuff. So,
1: did you did you slump into any sort of um? A not necessarily a depression, but like a funk like after retiring it must be like to go yeah. from the highs of being you're know, one of the most successful all black captains ever to you know to just just being a civilian it must be like a huge adjustment
2: uh, yeah it's a big adjustment I, i've been 've been pretty good like I was um, planning a little bit of what i'm going to do like i 'm into doing a bit of work now so i've created kind of like my own business around leadership um, doing a bit of kind of coaching and mentoring and stuff like that um, with different businesses. Um, and so that's for me is keeping me busy. Um, and I also can find time for myself to go potentially go play some golf every now and then and, and go see the kids' sport and look after them there. So um, there is, you know, not, get, not saying there's different times where if I have a quiet day, then you kind of go, man, you know, what am I doing? Or, you know, you think of a few things, but no, nah, in a really good, really good space.
1: Yeah, that's fantastic. And I mean, the room that we're sitting in, which is like a shrine to you, it's um, <laughs> um I mean, it must just give you immense pride, like um, yeah, looking around at some of these um treasures, if that's what you want to call them.
2: <laughs> yeah, I guess so. like it's memories, eh? And so that's a thing that for me is quite cool. You know, every time you look at something up there, you know, like there's Murrayfield up there, which is where I played my first um first test, and so it just brings back a few different memories and and the connections you've had and and the guys that you see on the on the different things as well. So um, yeah, it's uh, yeah, I, I bloody enjoyed my time, you know, like playing and, and doing that thing. And I can look back at it as it, it is a time of my life, you know. That's um, well, a hell of a career. So you're going, well, yeah, I kind of don't need to search for that anymore, mm. you know. I can search for something else. Yeah, yeah,
1: absolutely. And what about running goals in the future? What, are, what do we oh. got? Are we going to see you on the start line at an old ghost or is that 55? Oh, I don't know, man. Right. I don't know.
2: <laughs> yeah. What, would it, what would it take to get you? Oh, look, I, honestly, doing it with... With a with some friends You know Like It would be You know Yourself or Scotty Or someone saying Okay Or my mates saying Oh yeah we're going to do it And then you got something Someone to train with You got Someone to have some fun with And do yeah. it like that You know Like um, You know I'm not just going to go out there And do it Myself um, It's all about Probably doing it And then enjoying Each other's company yeah. Afterwards So Yeah, um, yeah. So I Never did, say never Never say never yeah. But like I don't know I'm not sure what it will be In terms of goals I don't um yeah, did this adventure race up in Kyoto uh, a month ago, which involved a bit of biking, trekking and different stuff as well, road gains and stuff. So and that was quite cool, you know, it was a twelve hour race and um, you know, it's you're going I like those events that yep, you're you're pushing yourself but you're not going flat tack, you know. Yeah. You, you know, it's not on the clock, you you kinda of sopping a little bit to eat or you know, whatever. And
1: yeah, I'd, like it's so. an, it's enjoyable. Well, if you're yeah. looking for like a like a taster event, I recommend the Rootburn Classic. It's like 32 Ks, oh, um, yeah. but it's a hell of a run. It's beautiful.
2: Yeah, so yeah, something like that, man. Yeah. It's probably, you know, I think I'll keep going with it. You know, yeah. definitely going to enjoy it while I, I, I can at the moment yeah. until um, the body packs up. So. Oh, maybe it won't. Know. Maybe it won't. Yeah, it might not. It's like a good um, neck now. Yeah, so, you know, if it, if it keeps going, it keeps going. And um, yeah. I quite... Yeah, as I said, I'm bloody enjoying it. So yeah, um, keep the body ticking over, and if something pops up, or as I said, I, you know, I'm not going to go and search for something. But all those type of trail type events, eh, is yeah. are probably the things that get me going.
1: Yeah, it's a great community too, the trail running community. Real yeah, special group. Of yeah, people. they all seem pretty,
2: yeah. pretty nice and eh, and pretty connected and um, yeah. just enjoy what they do.
1: Yeah, all right. Well, Kieran Reid, it's been an hour and a quarter. Uh, you've been so yeah. generous with your time. Uh, that's probably a great place to end it.
2: No worries, yeah. mate. I appreciate
1: yeah. it, oh, mate. Thank you very much for all you've done for New Zealand over the years. We really appreciate you, and thanks for responding to my request on LinkedIn.
2: Yeah, thanks, mate. <laughs> yeah, so I, right. yeah, look, I think um, yeah, it's awesome, and I'll just I'll put a plug in here for if, you know anyone out there wants to connect at all. Kieran NZ uh, is my website, and uh, go have a look.
1: Look at you networking. Yeah, there we go. Hustling. Thanks, mate. Karen Reid, thanks very much for listening all the way through. I really hope you enjoyed that episode. If you did enjoy it, um, the best sort of marketing we can do to grow this uh, community is word of mouth. Tell your friends about it, tell your family about it. Uh, if you can think of someone that you think might like to hear it, let them know or share it on your social media channel. Um, another thing you can do is um, just like or subscribe wherever you get your podcast from and um, check us a five-star rating if you think it's worthy of a five-star rating. Okay, um, thank you so much. I really appreciate you being here. I really appreciate where this thing is going and it wouldn't be possible without, um, without you guys. Love you heaps. Thank you. Want 20% discount on the best earplugs for exercise? Ultra earplugs go in your ears and stay in there. Go to ultraaudio.com, that's U-L-T-R-O, and use the discount code DOM20. That'll save you around $35. That's ultraaudio.com, U-L-T-R-O, and the discount code DOM20. Hold up.